name is Tracy Bauer. I'm Dan Olson-Bang. And this is Syracuse University GradCast. Today, Dan and I are going to talk about how you can start learning and implementing networking as we realize a lot of our students haven't done this before. So we'll go through the different steps so you can successfully learn and implement networking into your strategy. So step one is understanding what networking is and the goals of networking. So for networking, it's really the action or process of interacting with others to exchange information and develop professional or social contacts. And that's according to the Oxford Dictionary. What does that really mean? I think it means talking to people, learning about what they do, telling them a little bit about yourself, and maybe developing professional or social contacts. So that might be in a formal setting or maybe something that's informal. And a networking contact um, could result in finding out information about what's happening in your field, maybe about an organization specifically. Maybe it's gaining job search advice for your field where maybe job openings are typically listed. Maybe it's getting tips on your resume or your job search strategy. Maybe it's getting additional people to contact about possible employment. And networking can ultimately lead to interviews, which could lead to job offers. So your goal of networking is to learn a wide range of information. Now, sometimes it's frustrating to not be able to have a networking contact offer you a referral. And I mention offer because you can't ask someone to refer you to a position, especially if it's a person you've just met. So networking could get you an opportunity to interview. It could get you an opportunity to meet more in, uh, people who work at an organization. But your goal of networking is to increase your knowledge so that way you can become a stronger candidate for opportunities. Now, sometimes networking takes a while to work. It's not something where you can talk to somebody on Friday and you have a concrete um, step forward with how to work with that person or you've learned something concrete and specific to move forward. Sometimes the information is more abstract and general, but can help you in developing stronger resume, a stronger LinkedIn profile, or stronger job search strategy specific to a company that you've, uh, a person you've spoken with works at, or maybe just the industry in general. So understanding what networking is, is incredibly important. And because it can mean so many different things, the goals of networking can be really varied, but all ultimately help you towards your goal of securing a new position, learning about you know the field or industry, and moving forward in your career. Step two is crucial, and a lot of people ask about it. How do I find people to connect with? So the way that you find uh, connections is actually the easiest part of this process. There are many people that you may already have connections with that you don't understand or, or that you don't realize are doing things that might be of interest to you. So start close. You can start with faculty. You can start with uh, people who are a little bit ahead of you in their program. You can start with the alumni, for instance, on Syracuse uh University Alumni Network on LinkedIn has uh, a huge number of people listed there. And so you're just looking for somebody who is do doing something that you want to do or maybe who is uh, supervising that type of job. The other way to do this, of course, is um, you know more blind contact with people by searching uh, through them. You can also find people uh, if you look on company websites, depending on, on the actual uh, type of job you're interested in. Some big companies, it's harder to do than others. Uh, but it's actually one of the easier aspects of the process. So finding people to connect with is just about uh, being active on LinkedIn, 
trying to figure out how to capitalize on networking that you already are on networks that you may already have and and then figuring out how to strike up a conversation which uh, Tracy is going to talk about next the next step when you're learning and implementing networking into your job search strategy is to figure out how to make that connection or send a message to someone now oftentimes even when we aren't currently experiencing a pandemic we encourage students to utilize places like LinkedIn or your professional societies or organizations that you're involved with. So that way you can send a message. We fully understand that most of you listening to this podcast desire to work and live in places outside of Syracuse, uh, New York. And therefore, you can't be just going to these different locations every weekend to meet people in person. But networking can be extremely effective by sending out an email or a LinkedIn message and then striking up a conversation. But oftentimes, students get stuck on what to say in their message. I think the elements of a great message are stating a little bit of information about who you are, why you are reaching out, and what you hope to have happen next. A lot of times, students have shown me messages they've sent to people via LinkedIn where it says, I'm a current student at Syracuse University, and I'd love to connect with you. Well, great. The alumnus would be happy to connect with you, but doesn't fully understand that you would like to have a conversation next. So then you have to re-message them. When you are thinking about sending a message, you do want to make it your own with your own words and personality. You want to adjust it based on what position you want and what position the person works in. So for example, if you're in accounting, uh, if you're in accounting and you are looking for um, that type of opening, but you reach out to somebody who works in the engineering department, that engineer may not know as much about the accounting department or what openings exist. When you are writing a message and reaching out to people, you do want to check the language to make sure it's not overly aggressive. So you wouldn't want to say to someone, I look forward to speaking with you next week. Please let me know your availability. You do want to keep things open. Now, when you're using LinkedIn, or even when you're writing an email, you do want to keep it brief. We don't want to send out large uh, paragraphs of information. And on LinkedIn, they force you, when you are adding a connection, to have a very short message being sent to that person. So an example of what you might say is, I'm a current Syracuse University student and found your profile. I'm currently job hunting or looking to learn more and hope to work at your company in the future. And you could even insert the company name. Next, you would say, I was wondering if you might be willing to offer some advice or perhaps chat by phone or even Zoom about how I could make myself a great candidate for a position with your organization. I would appreciate any tips or advice that you have. Thank you very much. Or my favorite is thank you for considering this request. They don't have to take you up on this. And in fact, they may not respond. But a lot of alumni or other networking contacts will get back to you because you were clear about who you were why you are reaching out, and what you hope to happen next. And so when you are formulating these messages, you can oftentimes utilize similar messages for multiple different connections. Step four of the process is actually conducting the informational interview or the networking conversation. And it's critical, and many people find it the most uh, nerve-wracking part of the process because they say, what am I supposed to say? How am I supposed to demonstrate that I'm a great candidate? And I always tell them, it's not really about that. It's not about demonstrating what an awesome person you are. It's actually really about uh, making room for the other person, listening to the other person. These days, in our circumstances, you're most likely to do these uh, on Zoom or by phone. Obviously, there are opportunities, I hope, in the future for you to get coffee with somebody or have lunch 
And uh, I think that in many ways that can be very helpful. But right now we're in the Zoom phone era. And in that context, you know, when you start the call or you start the Zoom, thank the person for their time first. Maybe give a little bit of a, uh, a sense of, you know, why you were hoping for that. And then make sure that you follow the leader if there's small talk. In other words, they might say, oh, is it snowing up in Syracuse? And you say, actually, it's October. So only four inches of snow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, you know, so you, you go through that process. You don't want to overstay your welcome in the small talk, but you also don't want to shut it down. And, and then I think you want to prepare in advance three or four questions. And you don't want to sound like a robot, right? You don't want to say, I have three questions for you. My first question is, but you might want to ask them, for instance, um, how they got the job, what their day-to-day -day life is like on the job, what they, what they like about it, what they wish was different, and maybe something like, how did you... Um, what would you do differently if you had a, uh, had to do it again? What advice do you have for me? After that, it's very important at the close of the conversation, of course, that you thank the person again, but also that you ask if there are other people that they know who might be good contacts for you as well. And that way, you really are working in a network. You're creating a web. You go from person to person. And in doing that, it's a lot easier than cold calling somebody. In other words, if you say, I uh, had a great phone call last week with Bruce Smith, and he suggested that you'd be another person to, to talk to about my interest in doing X, Y, and Z. That person is more likely to respond to that. So it's really great to sort of warm up a potential uh, future person. And so I think that this process actually is fun, and I hear over and over that that's the case. You're not going to hear back from everybody once Estrella um, suggests you make these, send these messages. I think if you uh, contacted 20 people and one to two of them got back to you and, and engaged in this process with you, that would actually, believe it or not, be a great outcome. So it's really just a matter of... Um, you know, having having this go and feeling it out in the moment, follow the leader and they're the leader, and then and then moving on to the next person. I think you're right, Dan. I think oftentimes once students do get over any reluctance to networking, they come back and tell us how shocked they were that certain individuals at different organizations responded to them. Um, we've had instances in working with students where they've even tweeted to a CEO of a company and that person responded and that that alumnus now works at that company or they've utilized it's amazing. Twitter. Yeah. Right. And then I even utilized Twitter and LinkedIn to network with individuals at Syracuse University when I was looking for my job to change from being a recruiter to helping people get a position. And so networking can be fun. You can learn so much. And so after you've had that conversation or informational interview with a networking contact, you want to follow up with the last step in the process for right now. And that's to send a thank you. And that usually is in the form of an email or a LinkedIn connection message, depending on how you've been connecting with the person. We know that you can be incredibly busy, but this should be a priority and it should be sent within about 24 hours of your conversation. Take some time to reflect on what you've learned from the conversation, what steps you may take ne next based on their recommendations, and offer some of that information in your thank you note. Your thank you note should also 
mentioned that you'd love to stay in touch. And you'll you'll learn through doing networking how these conversations are going and you know if that person is someone you'd like to stay in touch with. You also want to gauge their interest and availability in that. If they were enthusiastic throughout the conversation, then they most likely want to stay in touch. Now, you don't have to constantly follow up with that person every week or every month. You could reach out to them if you see something of interest to mention. For example, maybe a new job opens up at the company. Maybe you have additional questions or even you get called for an interview at the organization and you want to ask them some questions about the process. So you have different reasons for following up. If it's been a little bit of time, so several months, you can always reach back out and say, I'm not sure if you remember me. We spoke in July. I found our conversation incredibly helpful. We talked about these items, and now here's the next thing that I'm looking for asking to connect with you about. You never want to give your networking connections homework, so you should never ask them directly for a referral or a job. You can let that person refer you to the opening, and if they're impressed with you from a conversation, that does oftentimes happen. Another thing along the, the homework lines that I'd like to add is yeah. don't ask them to give you tips on your resume. That's our job. Let us do that. Um, they may volunteer that. And obviously anything they volunteer to do is acceptable, mm-hmm. but they're, they're not there to, um, to be your career advisor. Let us do that. Let them be your more natural uh, organic connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great point, Dan. And sometimes students will reach out to Alumni Connections and say, I'm looking for this type of job. Please let me know if you know of anyone. Well, most likely if in that moment they can't think of anybody, they are going to have no response for you. And again, it feels like you're farming out or delegating your work, uh, your job search strategy to other people. And you really want to be the one who's proactive in that. So not everyone will be able to get back to you or let you know about internships and job openings, but remember that networking is always going to help you, whether it's practicing your communication skills, learning more about a company or an industry, or even potentially getting an offer from a contact to refer you to a job opening, which could lead to a more likely scenario of you getting an interview than just applying to hundreds of jobs online. Networking is incredibly important. If you're feeling overwhelmed by the steps that we just went through, make sure you schedule an appointment with either Dan or myself. We can talk through your concerns and give you tips for getting started. Yeah. One thing I, I, I would say about that too is that people are are sometimes reluctant to do this. And then they come back to us and they say that it was great. They're, the people that get back to you and want to network with you are people who like their job who uh, want to do this, they recognize what you're doing. They know that you're you're looking for work. And and so they're they've agreed in a sense to participate in your um, your exploration. So anybody who gets back to you is is going to be very pleasant with you. It, they may not be your best friend, but you'll have a good experience. And that's I think something very important to emphasize. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And I think That is key, is that it can be fun. You can be surprised about who gets back in touch with you. You should reach out to a wide range of individuals. Don't shy away from a a VP. Don't shy away from someone who just started with the company a few months ago. They can give you valuable insights into what it's like to work in that industry or organization. So as you get started, and we hope it's sooner rather than later, we are here for your questions. You can request appointments in Handshake, and we'd be happy to talk you through your concerns, doubts, and help you move forward in this. Because when you are networking and talking to people, 
you're going to get a wide range of responses. And so we're here to talk you through how you can respond to these different things, how you can move forward, so that way you can keep learning and keep being more and more proactive and independent in your search. So we hope you learned something new today in our podcast about learning and implementing networking, and we hope that you start learning about it a little bit more and implementing it into your job search. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Tracy Bauer. I'm Dan Olson-Bang. And thank you for listening. Thank you.